are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. I want to read from Isaiah, the 53rd chapter, in continuing our message on authority, authority in three worlds. We're going to talk about Jesus, the sin offering, Jesus, the scapegoat, and Jesus, the firstborn among many brethren, and the firstborn from the dead. Isaiah, the 53rd chapter, verse 1 says, Who hath believed our report? And I'll tell you, you may not understand that right now, but you may understand it before this service is over. Who hath believed our report? Because I'll just tell you right now, there's a lot of people that don't want to believe the report that's going to come from the Word of God this morning. You have no right to believe it just because I said it, but check it out in the Word of God. We're going to take you on a scriptural journey this morning that will reveal some things to you. For the sake of time, I want us to start with verse 8. It's speaking of Jesus and his suffering and his death. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living, for the transgression of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Now the word death there is plural in the Hebrew. It literally means deaths, plural, more than one says, he made his grave with the wicked and the rich in his death. Now, here's something the church, the whole body, and when I refer to the church, I'm talking about the body of Christ, has never really understood that Jesus actually went to hell for us. If there's any part of hell that Jesus didn't suffer, then you'll have to. But thank God he suffered it all. He went to hell for us. He went to the place of the damned. He made his grave with the wicked. That means he went to the place of the wicked dead. He did not go to the place of the righteous dead when he first died. Now, he ended up going over into that compartment and preaching to them, and he led captivity captive. He went in there and preached them the good news and said, the resurrection has come, you know. I mean, he moved them from there and carried them. The Bible says that paradise is now in heaven. Then it was in the compartment of the earth, in the heart of the earth, a gulf between it and the region of the damned. But Jesus made his grave with the wicked. Notice it didn't mean that they put him with the wicked or they buried him in the rich man's tomb. Now that's what I always thought when I read that, said he made his grave with the wicked and the rich in his death. I thought, well, yeah, he was buried in the rich man's tomb. But I got to study in this, and I realized what he's talking about. He made his grave in the place of the wicked rich man. The rich man in the 16th chapter of Luke, he went to the same place he went. That's where he went. The Bible says that as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the whale, so must the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The heart of the earth is where hell is. Hell is in the center of the earth. And you know, science has already figured out that that's fire down there. They don't know what it is, but it's hell. That's what it is. It's hell. Now, there's compartments. There's different places. 
And uh, we'll talk about that a little further on. But when he said he made his grave with the wicked and the rich in his death, that meant that Jesus went to the region of the damned, the place of the wicked dead, when he died. Somebody said, well, why did he go there? He had no sin. But the Bible says, 2 Corinthians 5, 21, For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. He went to hell for us. He received sin, our sins. He absorbed them. Now, we talked about it yesterday in the last session, the fact that Jesus was the rod that was in Moses' hand that was thrown to the ground and became a serpent. That is a type of Jesus becoming sin. He was the brazen serpent on the pole, which is a type of sin. He became sin for us. And he was the scapegoat. The scapegoat. And that's what we want to get into. I want you to go with me quickly over to Leviticus, the sixth chapter. Now I would say this about the teaching this morning. Some of you are probably going to hear some things you've never heard before. Some of you are going to hear some things that you have never believed. You may have heard it and not believed it. Don't believe it just because I say it. But be with an open mind. Allow the Spirit of God to say some things to you. You see, when we talk about Jesus dying spiritually, people get their guard up many times and say, oh, he's trying to say that Jesus sinned. I want you to know now that Jesus was not a sinner. He did not sin. He received sin. He became sin for us. The Old Testament types prove it. Now, you see, if you can't find it in the Old Testament type or foreshadowing, then it's going to be pretty much theory, unless it really spells it out plain in the New Testament. But if you can find it in the Old Testament type, then if you don't believe it, it's just because you're too stubborn to change your thinking. How many of you are willing to turn your religious head off and receive what the Word of God says? Praise God forevermore. Leviticus, the sixth chapter. Let's read about the sin offering. Verse 25. Speak unto Aaron and to his son, saying, This is the law of the sin offering. In the place where the burnt offering is killed, shall the sin offering be killed before the Lord. It is most holy. Notice, the sin offering is most holy. The priest that offereth it for sin shall eat it. In the holy place shall it be eaten. In the court of the tabernacle of the congregation. I see, at the first glance at that, you think, well, now this sacrifice is going to all be eaten up. But now, wait a minute, let's follow it on down. Whatsoever shall touch the flesh thereof shall be holy, and when there is sprinkled of the blood thereof upon any garment, thou shalt wash that whereon it was sprinkled in the holy place. But the earthen vessel wherein it is sodden shall be broken, and if it be sodden in a brass pot, it shall be both scoured and rinsed in water. All the males among the priests shall eat thereof, and it is most holy. Now, I want to point out to you that the Old Testament type shows you very plainly that the sacrifice of the sin offering remains holy. Now, I have preached it in times past that Jesus died spiritually first, or he would never have died physically. But I got to studying and seeking and praying about it, and I found in the Old Testament type that I was wrong. You know I'm not perfect. Now, I know some of you thought I was, but I'm not. (laughs) 
And I know there's some others that preach it that way, but, but let me show you what the Word says about it. And there were some things that I never could get to fit in that, in teaching it the other way. And you see, when you find that you're wrong, be willing to admit it. And go back and get it right. Now notice what it says. The earthen vessel wherein it was sodden shall be broken. Now, the Apostle Paul says we have this treasure in earthen vessels. He's talking about the physical body. He's talking about the earthen vessel here. Now, this sacrifice is to be most holy. Jesus must be sinless, must be holy. This sacrifice must remain holy until it is finished. The sin offering is finished. So Jesus can't receive sin first, then die. He must die and make the sin offering, then he is still alive in the spirit. Did you know your spirits don't die when you die physically? He's still much alive in the spirit. And then the sin is received into his spirit, upon his spirit. In fact, the Bible says that it is put upon him of God. And someone said, you can't put sin upon anybody. It's a personal disobedience. But Jesus received sin. He did not sin. He was not a sinner, as some would claim that we preach. We do not preach that Jesus was a sinner. He never sinned. He was holy. He was righteous. He was the Son of God, but he received sin. Men today make the decision to live before they die. Jesus made the decision to die while he was still alive. He said, no man takes my life, I give it up. I taught in days past that if Jesus hadn't died spiritually, he never would have died physically. But the key to it is understanding what Jesus said. No man takes my life, I give it up. I give my life freely. So Jesus made the decision to give his life and no man could take it. There was no sin in him. So he just simply laid it down. You see, it would never have been the perfect sacrifice if somebody took it from him. What kind of sacrifice would that be? Somebody come along and took all of your belongings from you, took all of your household goods. You said, well, I sure sacrificed. No, you didn't. Somebody stole them from you. He gave it up freely. And then God put the sins of the people upon him. Now, hold that in your thinking, and we're going to show it to you in the Scripture. But first, let me stop here at verse 28. But the earthen vessel wherein it was sodden shall be broken. It was an earthen vessel. It was the physical body of Jesus it's talking about. And the psalmist David tapped into it and said, I am as a broken vessel. Psalms 31, 12. Now, you have people that say this. Well, now, I'll tell you, y'all just take scriptures out of context. Did you know that all of the prophecy in the Psalms concerning Jesus, you have to take it out of context? God put it in there out of context. The psalmist David would get to worshiping God and all of a sudden he'd just go into prophecy. God bless you. I trust you've been with us all this week as we've been teaching on authority in three worlds. In fact, we've been several weeks on this subject. But this teaching helps us understand how that Mary received from God the seed of the Word of God that was manifest in her physical body. 
the embryo that was in Mary's womb was the Word of God, and the Word took upon itself flesh. You remember John says, in the beginning was the Word, the Word with God, the Word was God, the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. That was Jesus. He is the Word of God. He was the Word of God. He'll be the Word of God when He comes back. That's offer number 7208, The Miraculous Conception, two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling total of $19. The Miraculous Conception, dealing with the virgin birth, and why it's so important that we believe in the virgin birth. Because if you don't believe in the virgin birth, you've just cast out the Word of God. I'm talking about a word that was given by God Himself through His prophets. Isaiah prophesied it over 700 years before it came to pass. And this is the foundation of Christianity's teaching concerning Jesus Christ as the Redeemer, the Deliverer. There's so many people today that have turned aside from that and says, oh, it didn't happen. Yes, it did happen. The Bible proves it happened. It is a fact. It's not a theory. And in this, we talk about the fact that Mary received that word in her spirit and it manifests itself in her physical body. That's the way you receive any promise from God. You receive it into your spirit and believe it, confess it, and it manifests itself in your body or in your finances, whatever the situation may be. Offer number 7208, two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400, 1-877-396-9400. Until Monday, this Charles Caps reminding you, the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.